the Chief Executive of Microfinance Ireland, Gareth Stokes. Gareth joined Microfinance Ireland as its Chief Executive in May 2016. During that time, the business has grown rapidly, supporting microenterprises across Ireland. Prior to joining MFI, he worked in Bank of Ireland, where he had over 20 years of senior management experience up to and including board level. During a diverse career, he held a range of senior management positions, including Chief Operating Officer, Retail Banking Ireland, Head of Group Change Management and Managing Director of First Rate Enterprises. He has global banking experience with extensive experience of the SME sector. Gareth, welcome to the SME Community Podcast. Thanks, Ashley. Delighted to be talking to you today. That's great. I think it's a brilliant topic, um, and especially in the times that are in it. So this, I think, is going to be an exciting um, episode. So I suppose, first of all, maybe for people who are not really sure what Microfinance Ireland is all about, they might have heard the ads and that, but they're not really sure. Can you get, explain maybe what it is and how it works? Yes, well, if I go back, we were set up in 2012 in a very similar type of situation where the, uh, the country was in a distressed state, and we were set up to help support businesses that could not get bank finance. And uh, and that was the whole purpose was around helping startups and businesses to get funding and to, and through that to actually sustain or create jobs. And that's what we've actually been doing. And it almost feels like we've come full circle now and we're now our COVID product. Yeah, because I, I hadn't actually realized it came from um, the last recession. That's uh, amazing. That's totally news to me. Um, so something good came out of it. <laughs> um, and then I suppose, what are the loan amounts um, that people can go for with Microfinance Ireland? Our normal product range is up to, uh, our loans up to 25,000. But for COVID, we've launched a new product that is specific to people impacted, negatively impacted by COVID of up to 50,000. But if you're not suitable for the COVID loan up to 50,000, you can still apply for normal loan up to 25,000. But I think at this stage, most businesses in Ireland are, yeah. are or will just be impacted. Yes, yeah, put to the pen of their collar. Um, and then if do you apply direct to Microfinance Ireland, do you have to go to the Leo? Or I saw on your website, um, you mentioned you know, if you've been turned down by other institutions, like what are the criteria before you would apply to you guys or how does that bit work? Very good question. You should be going to your bank first and foremost. Right. And even if you're going there anyway, even if you're not looking for money, you should be going there to talk to them about what they can do for your existing debts. Can they give you a moratorium on your repayments? You should do all that. But you should be looking for money from your primary banker if you are already banked. Yeah. Uh, we are supposed to fill the gap we're supposed to do the lending that people, other banks can't do. But we, we actually have a funding strategy that allows us to take risks that bank can't do, but you should go to your bank first. To apply, I always recommend people to go to their local enterprise office. Uh, why do I say that? You'll get uh, assistance with putting your application together if you need it. Uh, they will, you will get a, a veil of a 1% discount in the interest rate we charge if you come into us via the Leo. Oh. And they also have a range of training and mentoring services they could give you. But if, if that doesn't suit you, come on to our website and apply online. Yeah. And one of the things I saw, um, I don't know if you can really ever say this about a lending institution, but the website, you know, does give the impression that you're really kind of into the businesses and want to see people succeed. It seems a much friendlier service than a normal banking institution. Would you say that's right? Or I, Thanks, actually for saying that. I agree totally. I mean, our whole ethos is around helping the customer through the process. So we talk to every customer who comes on to us 
we uh, every assessment is done subject with an interview, which used to be face to face. Obviously, in the current climate, yeah. it is. But one of our credit assessors will talk to you. We uh, we try to help you restructure the loan into a way that will suit you if that's what needed. Uh, slightly harder to do that at the moment, but we're still trying with volumes yeah. that are true. But we we are a you know as a hard high touch organization, and everything is every every loan application is looked by a human. It's assessed by people, and they all and always with a view to support the customer. And also, I saw um, which was amazing um, and really forward thinking. I thought you offer mentoring as well. How does that bit work? Well, that, that's that's where we work very well with the local enterprise offices. Uh, we will pay for our, our successful applicants to get mentoring, oh. but it's provided to the local their, their local enterprise office. So we do during the process. We'll identify what is the skill gap because no matter how good the business person is, we're all bad at something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> find finance, finance actually sends me high in the list. But if we identify that type of weakness in the client to help them and to help the business and obviously help our loan, we actually pay for them to go and get a couple of mentoring sessions done in the local enterprise office. Which is absolutely brilliant. Um, so it's really entwined with the local enterprise office and obviously the yes. service. Yeah. And then I saw as well, you have different terms of loans. So some for three years, but some go up to five years. And I suppose what's the difference between those and how do you decide whether this is going to be a three-year loan or a five-year loan for the company? Yeah, with our normal products, if it's a working capital loan, we normally go for, for three years. But we do have the flexibility to go beyond that if that's what's needed. For a capital loan where they're investing in the business, buying equipment, we will actually normally do a five-year loan. For the COVID loan, uh, the vast, vast majority of these should be working capital. Yeah. And so we're assuming they're a three-year loan. But we, again, have the flexibility if we believe to actually structure better for the customer, we go slightly longer, we will do so. Uh, and also there are COVID loans where the person needs more than just working capital. You know, if you take a business that needs to set up an office at home, they yeah. might need equipment. So we would look at that as a working, as a fixed asset loan. So we would do a longer period. Fantastic. But with the COVID, oh. it's three years. Sorry, yeah. Asher. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Um, that you can get help to set up a home office because I think uh, this thing happened so fast. Everybody just literally grabbed whatever you could for the office, brought it home, and you know worked away to the best of your ability. When actually you could be missing half the stuff. And um, so it's it's exactly. so positive, yeah, that there's help there for you. Um, the next thing is, I suppose people would be dying to know how long does it take to get approval. Uh, we're, we've our normal turnaround time is a maximum of ten days uh, for our all our loans. Uh, we're trying to achieve that with the COVID. And in fact, we're actually prioritizing the COVID-19 loans. So actually, it, it should be even quicker. Our predecessors are doing it at the moment, achieving a two-day turnaround. Wow. So two days after uh, you get the, they have the documentation into us, and I want to talk about documentation in a second. Yeah. Two days after you get the documentation in, I've had an interview, a decision will be back here, and you'll have heard from us. Then the, uh, off, the offer letter will go back out to you, and you sign it. And shortly yeah. after that, you can get your money. And um, are there certain types of businesses that you lend to? Are you looking for uh, high potential startups or, you know, are there any favorites? Like it's interesting looking at the case studies on the website as well. There's lots of different types of businesses there. Um, I loved the one, Simon Evans, which is the big bike story. I just thought that was yeah, a great guy. Product. Yeah. yeah, such a good product. Um, so are you looking for certain things or if the business is viable, you'll lend to them, you know? Well, 
they must be a micro enterprise. And just to define what that is, because the term most was never used. Yeah. Micro is any business that has less than 10 people, 10 full-time employees. So that could mean a mix of part-time and full-time, but as long as it's less than 10, that's, that, is what, that is actually the global definition of what a micro-enterprise is, okay. and we're only under legislation allowed to lend to micro-enterprises. The other definition of micro-enterprise that they have to turn over under 2 million. So I think that's, for most people, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is the case. Yeah. So if you're a micro-enterprise, uh, you, uh, 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 you can actually borrow from us. Uh, we don't have any specific sectors. Uh, we, we, we are definitely not just into high potential, right? actually almost the opposite. Right. Uh, we will deal with, uh, the vast bulk of our customers are one and two people businesses. Uh, I call our lending Main Street Ireland. So oh, if you go down any street in Ireland, you see a retail store, a hardware store, a coffee shop. That's yeah. our customer, our small accountancy firm, they, your your local plumber, your electrician, there are primarily there are customers. Obviously, we have small tech companies as well, but because our lending limits are quite low, we're actually dealing with people who need to run, uh, we're running and they just need a small bit of working capital. Yeah, just to keep, uh, keep them taken over or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think, again, because I feel it seems to be a lending institution with a heart. I don't know if that's going too far for any lending institution. But it must be um, an amazing feeling to help somebody with their business. You know, like even the taking story of Simon Evans or whatever. And I know I keep mentioning him, but it was just such a fabulous story. Um, is it? Do you get a buzz out of doing that? Or is it all just, you know, balancing the books at the end of the day or... No, quite the opposite. When I go into, I mean, we get funding from the government, and when I go into uh, into Kildare Street to see the minister or one of the officials, yeah, they're asking me how many jobs you support, how many businesses did you help. They're not saying, uh, you know, we, we we are not for profit. We don't make money. This yeah. is all about supporting businesses to get going. So the team here get up and a huge buzz out of us. I mean, we we meet. Uh, as many of our customers as we can uh, continually after the after the loan has gone out. Uh, we use them for uh, success stories, as you've seen. And yeah. we actually build up quite a good relationship with these people, even though we're not their primary banker. It is a loan facility. It's not an ongoing relationship in that sense. But yeah. uh, it's, they're, I think they're, they're very appreciative of us. And we actually love helping them. And this is, uh, it is all about helping people. Yeah, I oh know you can really see that. Um, so there's no exceptions really that you don't lend to, or is well, there? Well, there's a few I'll mention, sorry, and I didn't touch upon them, but just in case there's anybody out there uh, yeah. in these, there are a small number of exemptions. Uh, they're not unusual. Uh, we're not allowed support, uh, tobacco production, yeah. gaming, uh, gambling, and a few other things like that. So it's yeah, the usual suspects. <laughs> yeah, we're also normally not allowed to uh, alcohol production under our. European guarantee, but for COVID, we actually are managing us. We're managing it in a separate way, and we will for COVID impacted alcohol production. We will actually be able to do it, but it's not our norm. That's great news, isn't it? Because I really do feel um, the government, in fairness, have done so much. I think anyway to try help businesses through this current time. Um, you know whether it all plays out, but at the moment they're giving all the right signals, and they do seem genuinely like that, being making exceptions and helping people get through it because they want businesses to survive the other side of this and be ready to go, which is great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and it is all about that. Isn't it? 
was going to say it is all about helping businesses. And in case I didn't say it earlier, it is important that the business was viable before yeah. uh, the pandemic. And, and then we're assessing what do they need during that period and hopefully be still in business in 12 months' time. So they could yeah. take that long. Okay. Um, and then the conditions, are there any specific conditions for applying for the loan? Um, you know, do you have to be in business for a certain period or anything like that? You must be trading. And so that could mean you're only up and, up and running for a couple of months. Wow. You must be able you, you must be, but you must be able to declare on the application form, and this is a government requirement, that your business has been negatively impacted. And by that, it means your turnover or your profit has been impacted by a minimum of 15%. Okay. So I don't think that's going to be very difficult for anybody. Yeah. And unfortunately, people are impacted a lot more than that. But you, you couldn't come in saying, I've been trading a week. Yeah, and yeah. Have a 100 grand turnover and it's, it's gone now. Yeah. But we are, well, it's not, you know, we're not saying you have to be in existence for a couple of years. If you've been up, up and around for a couple of months and you can prove to us uh, that the business was already performing and sustainable or as sustainable yeah. as anything is in the start situation. So yeah. don't be afraid to apply, but we do need to meet that criteria. You need to be a microenterprise and that's uh, that's really it. But that's brilliant because even for some of the grants with the EOs, um, you know, some businesses fall through stools. You could have a great idea there, but um, again, depending on the length of time you're in business or different things that you're doing, you know, there's all sorts of criteria, whereas he actually can fix or help with a lot of that. Um, and people mightn't be aware of that. They might just automatically think, oh, I didn't get the grant. You know, they either won't do it or they just try to struggle on. So um, that's really great news to hear as well. And in terms of rates, you know, I know the rates probably change all the time, but compared to a normal bank loan, are they the same or how does that work? Yeah, our normal rate is 7.8%. It's at the fixed APR. Yeah. That'll be fixed for your loan, so you have certainty of repayment. And if you come in through us via the local enterprise office, it, there's a 1% discount, so it's 6.8%. Or also, if you're referred to us from one of the banks, we actually have a referral program from banks as well for the loans they can't do. And again, it'd be 6.8%. Great. So it's worth talking to Julia's on that. Um, as well, the website has great helpful tools. So I saw that you had profit and loss and cash flow tools, which were brilliant because having to try make up one of those is an absolute head wrecker. I know. And so you've really made it really easy to um, download the application and business plan template. Um, do you want to give any tips on doing that or where people might fall down or anything? Well, for the COVID-19 loan, uh, to keep the business plan, it's a, it's a new business plan for it. It should be very short and sweet. All it's saying is, what do you do and what's the impact? If yeah. you're not like a normal loan, if you're applying for a normal loan, we want you to tell us what your business is going to do, uh, who your competitors are, what's your route to market and all that kind of stuff, which is very different to what's now an emergency situation for people where you're saying, this is what I did and this is the impact. Yeah. But uh, no, a keep your business plan simple and short. A business plan should be something you could actually say to somebody, you know, the elevator pitch kind of yeah. message. Something yeah. you could say to someone in two minutes and say, this is what I do, this is why I do it, this is the problem I'm solving, and this is how, how I do go about it. I People should keep it simple. Yeah, I think there's a new, um, is there a new school of thought, just talking to people lately, 
you know, at one stage the business plan had to be about 400 pages long, whereas lately I feel that people are, you know, cut to the chase, really just tell me what it's about, you know, so we can assess is this viable, is it going to make money or not make money. Um, it's brilliant because it actually makes it so much easier for the entrepreneur as well, that they don't have to spend all this precious time, you know, trying to write this 400 pages or whatever. You've made it very easy for them to do. Total waste of time, in my <laughs> mind. Uh, those other reasons are different view, but keep it short and sweet. I mean, you, nobody wants to read a 400-page business of yeah. uh, words. They want to say, who are you? What are you? And ultimately, it is all about you and your idea. So yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us that. That's what we want to know. Okay, love it. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you, I don't know, can you answer this yet? Because everything is really moving so fast in the current climate. But um, if you have staff on the government COVID-19, you know, the employee scheme, um, does that affect being able to apply for microfinance or can you still apply for a microfinance loan? Or is there a decision been made so on that You'd still be able to apply. You'd still be able to apply. You know. Oh, brilliant. It all depends what the circumstances are, but you should be able to apply. There's no reason why you can't do both. Okay, fantastic. So it is all about genuinely trying to keep the business going. Um, for people who've already received funding from Microfinance Ireland um, and are being affected by COVID-19, again, do you offer them any specific help if they've been they had received a loan in the past or something? Yeah, we're talking to all our existing customers. We've asked them their situation and we've said, we've offered them if they want us, if they don't want yeah. us, that's fine. We've offered also what we said to them, we, we will give you a six month interest only, or sorry, interest free moratorium. So no repayments or interest for six months. Uh, so put their loan on hold and then we extend the loan by six months at the far end. And and we're encouraging, we're really encouraging our customers to do so if they need to, because what we don't want, if they don't do so, we need to continue legally to present our direct debits monthly on their account. Yeah. And if they ignore uh, the assistance, then that, that directive might bounce and as it affects the rating. While restructuring doesn't impact them. So it's, yeah. we've, we've written some, we've had a huge response and uh, we're writing them on it again this week because we need to make sure as many people who know they're in trouble uh, get themselves sorted before the April directive go through. So we're trying to do as much as we can for them. And on top of uh, giving them a moratorium, if they also need more money to keep paying the rent or whatever, we, yeah. we, can, we can give them digital money. Yeah, so it's really proactive uh, um, service. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, so if somebody's thinking of applying for a loan now, haven't heard all of this, would you give them any specific tips in terms of applying? Are there any things that they shouldn't do? Are there things that you guys are watching out for, like ratios or anything like that? Um, or uh, I suppose any behind the scenes things you can share that you definitely should not put into the application form or that you definitely shouldn't do? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, be, be upfront and straight with us. Tell us what you know, particularly with COVID 19. You had a business, it was doing okay, you're now in trouble. You tell us, <laughs> show us what you were doing, and, that, and that's why we look for your accounts because we can then see how you were doing, right? Uh, and your bank statements because we don't have access to any of that kind of stuff like some institutions would. So, yeah. show us what you have, what the problem is, tell us what you're looking for. We'll actually go through that with you. You might actually need more than your. You're asking for we'll help you there if we can right uh, okay. so straight the, the big big ask i have and we're seeing it a lot in the last few days and it's a big problem for us is we do ask for certain documents if we want we we need to have the application filled in we do need the short business plan we need cash flow we need bank accounts yeah uh, uh, you know, what's on the checklist the people need to send in if we don't get it we can't process the application 
Right. It's not. Okay. It, it, it's not that we can actually. Uh, we won't, and we won't. We can't. And we won't because we yeah. can't move forward. If someone doesn't give us any financial information, we have no idea what's written on the paper is is accurate. Yeah. So, yeah. If, if, if there's people listening, the most important message is pull it all together. Take the extra half hour or hour, put all the documents together yeah. and, and send it into us. I also would say send it into us electronically. That was the next question, uh, which is brilliant. <laughs> most people, most people by, by emails, attachments, emails, whatever. Yeah. We're still, still getting a huge amount of uh, posts and it's, it's quadrupled in the last few days. Yeah. And now I have to send someone to the office, which is... Uh, yeah. yeah, which is is not good. Uh, yeah. So uh, if, we, if we can make it, let's use technology. If you can make it electronic, it gets here quicker. You know, certainly, yeah. I, I don't know if on post will have to slow down their service or what. Get it to us electronically. We'll correspond with you electronically. You'll have your face-to-face, our phone call, face-to-face conversation yeah. with our professors, and, and we just move it along that way. So And it's much quicker for everybody as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give us everything we ask for and send it to us by, by email. That's yeah. the biggest. Um, so you're, I suppose you're encouraging people, look, if you think that maybe you could do it a bit of help, apply, really. And I don't think you can make exactly. it easier with all the forms that you have on the website. You know, I think the worst thing is if you're an entrepreneur and you've got to somebody goes, oh, come back flash, um, cash flow projections, even to type up the cash flow projection, you know, the layout alone without pumping in your figures is a bit of a nightmare. But you've actually, you know, it's there. All you have to do is fill it in, basically. Yeah. And then particularly in the current crisis, the cash flow is going to be so, is it, you're not going to get it right. So don't try to get it right, if you know what I mean. I mean yeah. You know what your rent is, you know what your rents are. So you can slot those in. Your turnover, you might as well put it in because it might be. Unless you're 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 you've a bit more certainty. Yeah. Uh, don't try to create something that I mean it's you're you're only wasting your own time probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so in much in the facts, you know. Sorry, I think I uh, no, I was just saying don't be scared. If it is zero, yeah. um, you know, if you had a viable business coming into this and you know there are clients waiting for you, but maybe they put the thing on hold, um, like a lot of companies because they just don't know what's happening at the minute. Um, you're still viable the other side. Is that a fair enough point to make? Yeah, that's exactly it, Ashley. You know, yeah. it's different to people should look at it differently to how they normally apply for a loan. Yeah. They're for us forward, creating turnover, fantastic turnover. The reality is you probably have no business. So yeah. beyond be with Ashley, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's what we're here to help for. Oh, brilliant. That's really good. Um, so I suppose finally, before I leave it, is there anything you'd like to say or add um, for anybody who might be thinking of applying for this? Um, we've already said, listen, if you have already an existing loan for microfinance and you're in trouble, make sure you get in touch. Um, you'll help as much as you can. But for a person who's there going, God, this actually does sound like a great system. Maybe I'll apply. Is there anything you'd like to add to what we said? Yeah. Go online or go into your local enterprise office or contact your local enterprise office. You probably don't go in, in fairness. Uh, get support. <laughs> you nobody there anyway, they're all at home. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I was just thinking that as I said it. Uh, don't be afraid, fill in the forms, give us everything we ask for and uh, you know, don't be afraid of applying. But before you do all of that, talk to your bank. If you have an assisting bank relationship, get whatever supports you need there because you need to keep maintain that relationship as well. Uh, if you have other loans, talk to the revenue. Check all the check all the supports that are out there in the in the marketplace. 
Yeah. And if you need more money than we can do, there's, there's the likes of SBCI out there uh, with a new project this week. So there is, do your research. If, if we if we aren't good enough for you, do all your research. But if, if you try to, if you, 50 is enough, come to us. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you so much for all of that. And thanks so much. I know how busy you guys are. Gareth was telling me before we came online, I think uh, applications are up by something crazy, like 500% or something. So I know how extremely busy you are. Um, so if you want to get in touch with Microfinance Ireland, you can log on to their website, which is microfinanceireland.ie. They have great resources that we've discussed. You can also find them on Facebook or Twitter at Microfinance IRE at the end. You can chat to us on TBF Central and make sure you use the hashtag SME Community Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much to Garrett Stokes. Bye for now. The SME Community Podcast is an initiative by Tipperary Local Enterprise Office. It is produced by the Business Ferry Digital Marketing Agency and it's hosted by me, Ashley Hurley. You can talk to us on Twitter at TBF Central and you can also talk to uh, Tipperary Local Enterprise Office on Leo Tipperary. Thank you.